Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sketch Book Podcast 2 and today is going to be an extended edition of the Ask Cash episode which I did for my YouTube channel. So I'm going to be answering some questions for the day. So let's do that. Intro, please. Alright, so, uh, you know, I, I recently did a Twitter Ask Cash episode on my YouTube channel and uh, I was like, you know what, guys, I've been very inactive on Twitter and uh, I'm going to sort of do a Q&A, something like that over there. And I, I told myself that I'm going to be more active on Twitter because lately I've been sort of uh, diversifying and I've been sort of playing the offensive game which is you know coronavirus happened right and uh, most of these offline businesses got put off and i'm thinking like oh what if something that happened something like that similar to that happens online and uh, what if internet crashes tomorrow what are some of the things that i can do so i'm trying to establish myself in different platforms what if one social media platform crashes or you know it's gone tomorrow right like tiktok was got banned in india so that's like an example so i'm like i need, I need to be more uh, you know a better businessman a better creator a better artist and that means i need to play a game of offense more than defense so i'm going to be doing more stuff on twitter and posting more on TikTok because the app is still there on my iPad. So people cannot download the app in India, but the app is still there. So I'm going to be producing more on TikTok. There's a newsletter called uh, Three Point Thursdays. Uh, I'm going to be share, I share like little, it's, it's small pieces of ideas about art and creativity. I'm going to be sending that to my newsletter every Thursday. You can go and sign, to, sign, up, that, sign up for that thing on my website, kishart.in. So enough with the plugs, let's get to the point of this podcast and uh, I hope you guys are well, by the way, you know, pandemic, right? It's, it's a tough time to be in. Uh, things are easing up here a bit in Chennai, so things are looking not good in terms of the cases, everyday cases, but hopefully we're getting back to normal lives, hopefully, right? So that's the thing. So anyways, I'm going to be answering some of the questions which I couldn't answer in the main Ask Cash episode on Twitter. So that's what I'm going to do. All right, so the first question would be, uh, God, man, Jesus. Yes, some tea, no, worst client experience. So that is the thing. I haven't had that much of a client, really bad, bad client experience thing, except for being severely underpaid for my client work, right? Uh, other than that, I don't think I've had I, I, I probably have done probably like 30 client work gigs probably in the past five years because I, I was I didn't like doing client work because it felt very similar to working for someone else, which is something that I didn't want to do. But these days I do client work and uh, I only do it if, if it presents a good challenge and an opportunity for me to create something that's good that goes into my portfolio or something like that that is the only reason of uh, i do client work these days other than that i don't i'm not in it for the money of client work and uh, severe, being severely underpaid being paid late and lots of changes those are the things which I absolutely hate, right? Like clients being, uh, of course, when you're young and when you're starting out, you don't know what what to do 
so one thing you know you can do is actually you know really ask a lot of questions and make sure what your client really wants because they say something but they mean something else that is like a very good rule of thumb because and also they think they want this result and the thing that they are asking you and they feel like they that thing that they are asking you will bring the result that they want when in reality that that's not the result that they will get so you need to actually really look for the problem that they are trying to solve rather than the result that they are trying to ask you to do and uh, so yeah that is something that you need to keep in mind so that is something yeah that might help so yeah being underpaid <laughs> so next one next question would be uh, hey can you can you get can someone get settled as a portrait artist well i think they can uh, there are tons of people uh, the good good example would be shri priyatham he's a caricature artist he's doing fine i mean yeah he's doing good and he's a caricature artist so there are there are ways where you can you know where where you can sort of in fields of art in different fields of art where you can actually make a good decent living while doing it you just need to be more intelligent and you need to stop asking un for unrealistic things like oh i need to be do i need to be able to draw whatever the hell i like i'm not i'm not being uh fire come off too strong sorry about that uh, you cannot ask things like oh i want to draw whatever i want and get paid for it yes you can do that sort of but you need to sort of meet people in the middle because you can do that if you, if, if if in return all you expect is personal satisfaction if you want someone else's money then you have to sort of do something that they want that's like a good rule of business and that is something that i see in the art community right with artists and generalists that they 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 are a bit selfish and they think that uh you know meeting in the middle is somewhat some sort of like an artistic uh what do you what do you say artistic uh, giving up what, what is that word man i am not able to so it feels like they are sort of sacrificing something that they do you're not sacrificing anything you need to be of some service to make money in this world right you need to be a use for other people if you want other people's money you cannot be like oh i'm going to do whatever i like and you need to pay me money for it how see how entitled that sounds right so anyways back to the original question by vidhi vidhi you, you can definitely settle and make a good living out of as a portrait artist you just need to do multiple things and need to treat it like a business and not knowing business is one of the uh, hindrances most artists face not knowing how to do business is one of the hindrances most artists face uh, when it comes to making a living out of artists you need to treat yourself like a business you need to be a business woman you need to you need to know what to do what not to do you need to you need to know where money comes in where money goes out you need, you need to think about all those things you need to be smart you need to be intelligent and uh, with that you can definitely make a living as a portrait artist next question would be i have this habit of making backgrounds of my illustration a solid color basically orange <laughs> giving some gradient to it what should i do to make it look a bit more interesting mm this is like a very specific technical question i do that too right Um, uh, because it's sort of hard to make a, like a fully illustrated background piece when you're posting on Instagram and things like that so you know it's, it's very hard to sort of make that on a consistent basis 
Here's a trick that you can use. You can take the line art of your piece and uh, sort of make it slightly bigger, put it on one side and reduce the opacity of that thing. And that thing looks a lot better. So that is something that I do. <laughs> These days I try to sort of just focus on the core spot illustration, right? Telling a good story with the middle part of the illustration. And that also itself brings more attention other than the background. So yeah, that's something you can try. Next question would be, hey Kesh, you always say as beginners to not worry about not being able to draw like those well-known favorite artists, which yeah, comes with practice, agreed. But what do you say about worrying about not being able to think like those artists and execute it? First thing that comes to my mind, buddy, uh, there's no upside to worrying. There is no return on investment on worrying. That's what Gary V says a lot, right? Uh, worrying has zero ROI. You worrying will do nothing but make you feel bad. Other than that, is, is that going to push you in the wrong direction? No. Feeling, feeling inadequate might push you in the right direction of wanting to be adequate but worrying is like just rumination oh i'm worried that i won't be able to think it's just not going to do literally anything so that is one and uh, what do you say about worrying about not being able to think like those artists you don't have to think like those artists you just need to you just need to figure out what you think they think then apply that and that will give you a different perspective on your art and you just need to think like the way you think and learn from the thinkings of what they think so if you get what i think i think you got it <laughs> so yeah right you get me right you don't have to think about what they're thinking you just need to think about what you think they think right what you think they think it doesn't have to be right you just need to be somewhat right that's it so that's that's good enough that's good enough uh, what application do you recommend for drawing a webcomic? I don't, I don't recommend any application. Yeah, I think you can do it pretty much on anything like Procreate, Clip Studio Paint, Photoshop, uh, uh, other things that are out there. It is more about what you do with those applications. That's what matters. When did you start your art journey? Uh, I think I've talked about this in the, uh, the main video is out there. I'm going to skip this question. Your favorite YouTube artist. There's this guy called, I think I'm going to pronounce his name wrong right now. Mohammed. It starts with Mohammed. He makes these really good lighting videos. He's very good. Marco Bucci makes really good tutorials on art and drawing. You should check those people out. Uh, other another artist would be uh, I've, I've been I, I don't watch the mainstream YouTube artists a lot like Wex ZHC Quarks you know all these guys uh, they make good quality content uh, uh, but but, they, uh, but for me it's, it's more entertainment than art but lately Wex has been very good. And I saw some of his videos. He's really pushing. He's I, re, I, I like the fact that he really, you know, wants to be an artist and as as a good video content creator as well, which is something that I'm doing as well. So he's making some good content. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, Jake Parker, obviously one. Will Terry is a wonderful YouTube artist. He doesn't draw on YouTube, but he shares good advice on uh, YouTube about 
being an artist being a freelance artist he's got tons of experience you should probably listen to him more than me because he's 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 been doing this thing for more years than i've been alive so wonderful wonderful artist got great perspectives on various things a really wise dude and uh, i think he has a book on kickstarter right now what they don't teach you in art school i think i'm going to back that up and i would highly recommend you check that book out as well i'm not being sponsored or anything I don't think Will Terry would sponsor me first. Yeah, I don't think he sponsors anybody. So yeah, but you should check out Will Terry. A very very good artist. I love that guy. I love that guy. So that is one. Who's your favorite YouTube animator? My favorite YouTube animator would be uh, the odd ones out without a doubt and Domix. I like Jaden Animations for her animations. She's a, but I like I really love the story that Domix and Odd Ones Out brings to the table. And there's this another guy. Uh, whose animation which i really like he makes these recaps of you know all these uh, favorite um, animated movies and things like that i don't know his name you should probably like type avatar the last bender animated recap on youtube and you'll find that guy he has this very weird and quirky animation style and he makes these good stuff and uh, it's very nice another guy would be ginger pale he makes it off it doesn't make a lot of animations but he makes good uh, whenever he makes an animation he makes good quality animations uh, another one would be uh, of course the information channel kirk kirk kazat kirk kazat the german channel in a nutshell i love their animations it's like so good it's it's extreme <laughs> it's, it's very well made right and uh, another channel would be uh, what happened to andrew or what's what's that arnold arnold yeah arnold uh that's a show and and on youtube this that's a fun show you should watch that so yeah studies you did after your 12th class i studied bsc electronic media which is basically filmmaking i uh, didn't learn much in college i'll put it out there you know i learned most of what i learned know about filmmaking by actually making stuff for youtube and watching films and uh, watching youtube tutorials so yeah i learned more from youtube than from a college i'll give you that especially indian colleges they suck yes what helped you grow as a digital artist and how it felt to suddenly jump from realism into digital i didn't jump from realism to digital i jumped from realism to making cartoony drawings and character drawings and i was boy man realism is a very easy skill of course it's hard it's going to take a lot of time and patience and practice to learn it's a, it's a, it's a, rendering is a easy skill maybe not realism rendering is a easy very easy skill to learn and uh, i was good at rendering mm, i could have been one of those hyper realism artists if i sort of pursued that line but i wanted to make something original so i jumped into like cartooning and character design uh thank god i did that because life is more exciting that way for me personally and uh and and jump from traditional to digital was a very gradual change because i didn't have one of those expensive tablets i had that 4000 rupees so 4000 rupees like 50 bucks 50 to 70 bucks yeah actually less than 50 bucks one of those wacom tablets and uh, i started sketching on those and on those things i started making stuff before that i was drawing with the mouse because i couldn't i i, I used to be in, uh, you know there were times where i couldn't afford any of these things so i used to draw with the mouse i used to color things with the mouse and uh, i know i made pretty good drawings with the mouse with a, with a freaking mouse like 
you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? When you cannot afford drawing tablets at all, you just make stuff with a mouse. I, I, I sketch traditionally, then I take a photograph of it using my phone, using Adobe Scan, then I bring it into my computer and I uh, erase everything. I have the sketch on my computer, Photoshop. Uh, back in those days, I used to use a pirated version. These days I pay for it, right? I can say good old times where you cannot force stuff. Uh, uh, so yeah, then I, I colored things with my mouse. <laughs> like what, what other option do you have, right? Uh, so I had to make stuff with my mouse. Then uh, the transition was very gradual. I started sketching with my tablets then soon, when, when I started earning some good money, I was able to say buy good tablets. Then uh, the the biggest jump was from was during last year's 100 days of sketching, where I was sketching traditionally, then coloring things digitally. Then again, uh, and also, no, no. Yeah, last year, then I bought an iPad last year during the last few weeks of 100 days of sketching. When I went from then on, I just went completely digital. And these days I barely sketch traditionally. So as traditionally is fun if, if you're doing it for mindfulness and meditation, and things like that. But drawing digitally offers a lot of freedom, which I really like. Sketching is fun more traditionally, actually. How to draw better from regular supplies. You just learn to draw better from regular supplies. There's, there's no other point uh, way. I mean... You force yourself to draw better with regular supplies. So the, the first ever realism drawing I made was with like these Camelin pencils, these uh, very cheap Indian brand Camelin pencils. They cost like 200 rupees. That's like four bucks. And uh, I didn't know anything about, <laughs> right? Like tools and things like that. So I, I made a piece with that. The quality of the piece was really bad. And uh, that was my first ever realism piece. The second piece, uh, I asked my father to buy me, I was in school, by the way, uh, then, and I asked my father to buy me these Stedler Mars Lumograph pencils. That thing costed 900 rupees. That thing, for me, like, back then, 900 rupees, it's like, you're, 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 you're like, man, 900 bucks. That is like $10, $10 to $12, <laughs> right? 900 bucks. Holy freaking crap, man. I'm a rich artist with rich supplies. And I made this piece and it was like really awesome. So those things were really good pencils. So uh, yeah, you just force yourself. And uh, again, like I said, necessity. Mother of inventions. Does your hand cramp a lot while you draw? This is a very underrated topic that artists we are we are artists need to talk about. People who draw a lot need to talk about. I face a lot of wrist pains and elbow pains when I'm sort of going through these uh, daily drawing challenges because as a creator of 100 days of sketching, even though the challenge is to just draw for six minutes, as a creator, I have an added responsibility to inspire other people to sort of take part in this challenge. So I have to make these good high quality pieces on a, day, on a consistent basis. Then uh, my wrist started really painting during uh, last year, uh, the middle of last year's challenge. And uh, it started really, you know, it was really painful during the very start of this challenge because not only I draw, but I also do a workout and uh, I do a lot of these pushing movements and pulling movements and that's really hard on my elbows and wrists. Uh, one thing you can do is you need to really take care by doing a lot of mobility work. Mobility work meaning it's flexibility is just static. 
you know you're just holding something in a static position mobility work is you're working on your range of motion by doing a lot of repetitions right like circular motions for your joints and things like that and moving in weird positions that loosens up your muscles a good resource for you that you can check out to do mobility work is uh, this guy called tom merrick on youtube bodyweight warrior uh, you can check him out and he's got these videos five minute videos on hip mobility and shoulder mobility so two things us artists we need to do on a consistent basis is work on your hip mobility and work on your shoulder mobility and wrist mobility right because hip mobility because you sit a lot we sit a lot and your glutes your hamstrings your quads basically your muscles on your thighs and your buttocks uh, there's a british way to say buttocks uh, you know will get really tight and uh, you need to do mobility work on those things i think i'm going to start i i, I do yoga that fairly helps from me not it sort of maintains things but you need to do very specific mobility exercises to really help with those things uh so i think i want to do, start doing some mobility work in the evening because i've been wanting to sort of build a evening exercise habit i think i want to start small like 15 minutes yeah because i've been doing like 15 minutes of morning yoga lately instead of my meditation that is that's been fun i think 15 minutes in the evening and me walking a lot these days i've been walking back and forth right uh during lunch time so you know i uh, i take like a walk around the block when i'm going from my studio to my home then another walk around the block that's like 20 minutes of walking plus another 10 minutes in the morning sometimes i do that in the morning but not yeah so i'm doing a lot of walking so mobility work is very very important my hand does cramp a lot be careful take lots of rests take lots lots and lots of if if you can draw for 4 hours it's better if you split it up right split up split up so that your hand can recover and uh, not having rests and continuously drawing is one of the reasons most people face these tendonitis issues if you, if you um, don't take this lightly if you ignore this you're going to have some tendonitis issues you're going to have some bad shoulder pains like my friend shripriyatham he had this really bad shoulder pains but he was forced to stop working for like 2 weeks or so like the doctor told him he cannot draw at all right and uh, so be careful people will will put you will put you out and you won't like it especially in in times where you have to work and you cannot this it's on good so that is one I'm tired. I've been talking a lot. Should I buy an iPad for art? It depends actually. Should you buy an iPad? I think it's a very good investment. It's a very good portable drawing tablet. Uh lately I've been thinking I've been sort of getting bored with just drawing on the iPad. I think I need to get a like a full on uh screen tablet. So I've been experimenting lately with this XP Pen uh uh Pro 15. So they sent me this tablet. They are very nice folks at XP Pen. They're sponsoring Hundred Days of Sketching, by the way. You should go check out XP Pen underscore India. Some nice people out there doing some good things. So yeah, I've been trying that thing. I it's 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 a very good investment. iPad is a very 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 good investment. So get a get a tablet for your PC if you can afford one, and get a tablet for your iPad. iPad if you had to choose between these two. If you have the money go for the iPad if you don't have the money definitely the PC tablet
Hey Cash, do you have any tips with recording your drawings like lighting or framing? Well, I do. One tip that will really help you is get a tripod that sort of goes and stands in an overhead position. That's like a very good investment that you can make. And uh, that is uh, that is one and have a static thing and also make sure you're slightly framing it to the left of center not exactly top down you know when you're seeing these overhead drawing shots they're not exactly top down they're slightly left of center because your hand if it's exactly top down your hand will uh, you know uh, they they'll uh, they'll cover the drawing that you're drawing so left of center so that is something that you can invest in if you have money if you don't have any money in terms of things like that i would suggest you place the uh, the camera you know in a uh, diagonal position to your left side if you're a right-handed drawing person or you to your right side if you're a left-handed drawing person and record your drawings and post it like that so there are some good uh, three-fourth uh, angles that you can do you just in the experiment in that space so those are two things that you can do and lighting would be uh, shoot in front of a window like during say 10, 10 o'clock to 2 or 3 o'clock that is a, that's a good time for lighting you know sun is really up in the sky if you do if you cannot afford to buy lights uh, you can uh, use that tip since my childhood i used to draw cartoons but after i started drawing sketching and literally i'm good at this but i'm more interested in cartoons and caricatures but i want to draw without any reference what should i do to learn cartoon cartoon style so the thing is you actually learn to draw without reference by drawing from reference a lot. You need to build something. You need some raw materials in your head to be able to draw these things out of your imagination. And for that to happen, you need to put some stuff. And the way you put stuff in your head is by actually observing things in reference, from references, from life and things like that. And also, being able to draw without a reference is a good skill, but you don't have to draw without a reference a lot. Most 99% of these professional artists that you see have reference images. They use references a lot, except if you're Kim Jong-ji and even him, he takes a lot of reference from life. He sees a lot of life. He draws constantly, constantly from life. And that's why he's able to draw from his imagination without any line works and things like that. So... Maybe stop fantasizing about this idea of being able to draw without reference because most artists, including Kim Jong-ji, who's a fantastic artist who can draw without references, they're, they're seeing a lot of things in life. They're putting those raw materials inside their head and they're processing that information and they're coming up with some, say, com completely new imaginative ideas and drawings. So there's that. You don't have to. You don't have to. So, yeah. Which cartoon character you want to become in real life and why? <laughs> that would be nice. Which cartoon character would I want to be in real life? Funnily enough, I, if you, have you seen that uh, cartoon called uh, Oswald? Oswald, right? That, that cartoon which is very calm and peaceful. Man, I used to love that thing. Life is very simple in the world of Oswald. <laughs> right? I, I love that show. I love that show, Oswald. And uh, if I were a character, cartoon character, I would, I would love to be Oswald. Oswald would be like a very nice place to live in. Man, I wish life was that simple. I think it would be boring if it was that simple. Maybe life is good this way <laughs> with problems and things like that. So, yeah. What's your favorite part on making a drawing? My favorite part 
without a doubt the drawing process would be actually doing the initial sketch because that's a where you're sort of thinking about things thinking about what to tell a story like what kind of story to tell and what's the idea and things like that and uh, another would be my the last part of the process which is where you're finishing up things where you're adding all the final touches and your drawing sort of coming alive and it's beautiful and it's nice and your initial sketches turned into something very tangible you know that is my uh, favorite part of the process what do you do when you fail to complete your schedule work i fail every day I fail every day. So something that I've been lately doing is following this advice from this guy called Tim Ferriss. I want to ask some of your favorites. What's your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie would be uh, man. I don't have a lot of favorite. I have a lot of favorite movies. Some things that come to, comes to my mind would be all of a sudden this very weird rom com movie called The Intern. It's by Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. I love that movie. And uh, Zootopia. Uh, I like. Uh, uh, Zootopia. I, I like most of these feel-good movies a lot. Uh, Zootopia is a masterpiece, if you ask me. And uh, Schindler's List, Jurassic Park One, uh, uh, good Spielberg films. Like uh, I, I like most of Spielberg's films. And uh, Scorsese's film would be one. One of the Scorsese's film which I really like would be which one? Man, he's got a lot of good stuff. I really like The Departed. That's a, that's a fantastic film, and uh, I really love Friends, the show. You know, so favorite actor. Favorite actor would be. I don't have a favorite actor in 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 India. In India, hmm, what would be my favorite actor? As an actor, I like actor Dhanush a lot. As a star, I like Vijay. As an artist, I like uh, Kamal Hassan. As a superstar, I like Rajnikanth. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Quick reply: Your favorite Indian YouTuber? I don't have a favorite Indian YouTuber. I, I don't. I badly watch any Indian YouTube. I don't watch any Indian. In, I don't think most of the Indian YouTubers are making any good quality content. This is mostly like crappy stuff. I, I don't. I don't respect the content most people. Most of these guys make. Except I like this guy called Jord Indian. The, uh, the only respectable Indian content creator that I I, can, I know of and I can think of. I'm sure there are plenty of Indian content creators that makes good content. But the ones at the top, man, the crappiest of content. It's like, God, Jesus Christ. I'd rather kill myself. So, <laughs> anyways, last thing you can... Uh, yeah. So, what is that comic Kumar you made before? You said you want a break, but the break went too long. By the way, your Gone Console 2.0 comic is amazing. Thank you so much. So by the way, I have a comic thing that I want to make. So here's the idea, right? I have this comic idea called Grumpy Sandwich. I've designed a character called Grumpy Grimswall. I have a story for it. And uh, I have designed uh, some of uh, another character that exists in that universe. And uh, I want to do this thing. I want to do this as an experiment because... Com comic making is hard it doesn't it, it involves make it involves investing a lot of time with little to no money right and i cannot afford to do that at least right now because i have a couple of projects going on i want to do this i was just talking about it with my friend sashi here this morning uh we want to make a five uh, we want to make a 10 pages comic for grumpy sandwich it's a fantastic story it's a fantastic story here's my pitch right so there's a guy I don't want to talk about the story. I might ruin it. So it, it happens in space. 
It happens as an international space station formed by the new Alliance government way into the future. And Grumpy is a technician working in that space station. He's very grumpy. That's why people call him Grumpy. Grumpy Gerald Grimswall, that's his name. And Grumpy is like a, a, a name that's given to him by his co-workers. And he badly talks to other people. And this, the space station formed by the new alliance, right, is being invaded by these forces, the rebellion, the resistance. Uh, and uh, these people are after conquering some of the important classified information that's being transferred through the space station to other areas and sectors of the universe and they want to conquer and gain some things out of there and uh, and uh, grumpy everyone is being evacuated out of the space station and grumpy here he's got a sandwich in his locker and he's got another thing which is a very very important in this locker and while everyone's being told to evacuate grumpy is like the only guy on the space station who stays back because he wants to recover a sandwich because he likes a sandwich the only thing he likes to do is to his afternoon breaks where he floats in the space and eats a sandwich and there's something else in the locker that needs to be recovered and that's the story that's the story of grumpy's sandwich so and how he does that how he fights these resistance and rebellion is the thing Man, this is a wonderful story, which I really love. And here's my idea. I want to actually sort of launch a mini Kickstarter because I've been wanting to do sort of find ways or experiment with ways to fund these projects. And crowdfunding is a fantastic idea. I want to launch a Kickstarter and I just want to make 10 books, 10 books that I want to sell. Of course, it might sell more, but I'm, I'm keeping my goal small at the beginning so that I won't get disappointed and I'll have some sort of incentive to work towards and I'll have a deadline to work towards. So I want to launch a Kickstarter. I want to make this comic. I want to put it out there. I want to do all of that in the next 50 days from the recording of this video. So I'm going to, I'm going to put out the video. I'm going to launch it. It's not going to be like a grand campaign. You know, I'm, I'm just going to do something a little because I have some other ideas that I want to do for that grumpy uh, story. Uh, so, so yeah. Hmm. That is the thing. That is the idea. And uh, this is, you heard it first here, folks. You heard it first here. Because, you know, I feel like crowdfunding is a fantastic option in the future where people can uh, sort of fund their projects if it's worth it, if it's, if it's a good project. And, uh, yep, yeah, I want to do that. I want to try that. I'm so excited to try, uh, try that. And uh, also, I'll fin I'll, uh, it will... Uh, it will sort of satisfy my need to make a comic from the past experience. Kumar comic is a big, big, big story. It was a mistake for me to take up that very first story in the very, very start. It was a very bad idea. I shouldn't have done that. And uh, glad I did because I learned you shouldn't take your dream projects as the first thing. I'm constantly thinking about every single day about the story of Kumar and it's going on in my mind. It's going to be my like my Star Wars. I might do that in 10 years or so, maybe as an animated show or as a thing. Man, I'm so excited about all the projects I want to make. So yeah, so that is the, the those are the questions. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll ask, answer this one last question. There is a time in art where you don't have as much creativity as before, not many ideas and you don't have a fun feel to it anymore. So how do you return to your normal self? Man, this is a very good question. This is a very good question. Mm. I've had those periods, right? So example I would give to you is my YouTube videos. 
I somehow for the, in, the, in the past uh, two or three months back, and the and uh, uh, so I had a three month period, four or five month or six month period actually, two or three months back where I had completely lost my zeal, my want to make or create for YouTube. I, I felt like I lost my creativity, and uh, right now it feels fun again, and it feels good. and i was struggling a lot i was looking everywhere for answers as to what to do and uh, one of the things that has really helped me or that got me back is having a larger perspective one you need to evolve right if you're bored with your stuff and you've tried everything you need to evolve it's like pokemon right a pokemon evolves when there is a necessity it's being being punched in its face by another pokemon right and it needs to evolve from one phase to another phase you need to evolve as a human being and as a person and you need to rethink your strategy as to what you actually really want to do and uh, i sort of started rethinking my strategy with youtube youtube which is i'm an artist i'm an illustrator i want to make all these cool projects and uh, cool things and my youtube is going to be a gateway channel for me to do two things one share a cool process share the cool process of me being able to do those projects and two practice good quality filmmaking skills because i want to make animated shorts films in the future and uh, youtube is a place for me where i can sort of engage in the process of storytelling and me doing all this will result in me creating a brand and a following where people sort of look at my work and in the future if i make films and things like that i can show to these people and say guys you know what i made this stuff i don't have to go and search of a new audience from scratch or already have an audience so sort of connecting the big picture with the very small rewards that you get from doing these little things uh, really helps and think in terms of systems instead of processes think in terms of systems in the sense that think like this oh wait oh if i take up youtube i might be wasting my time instead of making films rather think of it like this youtube is going to be like a place for you to sort of practice and make these mini films and short stories where you can try new ideas try new things improve 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 and do good stuff instead of the other way around think in terms of systems and processes rather than goals so and also aim to constantly do something new and do something better in each and every single thing that you make that keeps things very interesting for me you know i can't i constantly try to do something slightly better or different with each and every single youtube video and uh, that's giving me a positive feedback loop and eventually i'll start to grow like a good liking towards that thing so yeah those are the things for this particular episode of this podcast I hope you liked it and this is an extended uh, edition if you haven't watched the main video on my YouTube channel you can go check that out called ask cash and uh, I'll probably do these things once every month because this is fun thank you for listening again and I'll see you guys later bye bye